We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. Hi, my name is Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are Going Commando. Going Commando is a little show that we put together because we believe in the importance of authenticity. We believe in the importance of just being who you are and saying what you think and standing by that and bringing that into the world without fear of any kind of consequence. So we're here to just be who we are, share it with you, enjoy our lives, and uh, and we hope that we give you permission to do the same. Good morning, Miss Angela. Good morning, Dana. <laughs> you know, um, it's so funny. It's like, just like, be who you are. And we were just talking about this before we like press record. I'm like, stop talking. We record. <laughs> <laughs> this is all the gold. <laughs> um, but, you know, I am in a situation where I cannot fully be all of myself. And it becomes more apparent now that there's like this separation and the divorce is happening. You know, Dave and I are still in the house together, but I feel like I cannot truly be all of me because of, of the progression of the marriage and how things went down. But yesterday, you know, I had to go visit um, my friend Jeff Walliner in the city and I was kids were safe doing their thing. I was taking the train. I was reading woo woo. Cause I'm back to reading Dakota in the woo woo, yeah. you know, cause you know, the work is never done <laughs> after a whole season still mm -hmm. needs some work here. Um, so I was reading woo woo and then I started and I put on some Pearl jam really loud in my ears and I'm sitting there singing, I'm giving out commando stickers to people on the train that I can hear conversations of. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm walking down the streets of New York city, which is like my favorite place to be. And I'm going to hang out and have some food. And I just had like, I was just like all of myself. You know, I was silly with the waitress. I had her pull a tarot card, <laughs> I was like giving out stickers at the restaurant. They had a gluten-free bun, which was like amazing. So I could have a real burger. And it was just awesome. Went to the Met and I came home. I was feeling so good. I was just me, you know? And then I walk in and then the heaviness of this the situation. So yes, I'm sitting here being all of, you know, all of me every week with the, with you guys, with you and and, but it's, I realized that like, even if Dave's in the house, I'm like shut down right now. He's on the road. So it's like, great. But it's, it's, it's like almost like it's like a sin to not be able to be myself because it felt so good to just be myself, you know, and without judgment, I could do whatever I wanted to do. I was with somebody who loves being in the city, which is so much fun for me because I love the city too. So it's like the freezing cold. We're like, yes, bring it on, you know? <laughs> And it's just, I don't know. I don't know. So it's, it's, it's hard to be you like that. That's, it's hard to, you know. Well, let me, can I that. ask you a question? Cause I know we have a whole completely different subject matter, but why can't you be you at home? I think it's just the conditioning of the relationship. And I feel like from from the get, which is what we're going to kind of talk about today, because um, we're talking about season five on purpose. So this is actually a good segue to it. Okay. Um, when I when Dave and I got married, I had a job, right? I had a six figure job. It was a good job. And I was able to pay for Christian's daycare and be I had a good schedule so I could be home for him. So there's nothing wrong with the job. Right. But my purpose changed and I could and I wanted to do this so much. 
from the jump, we got the house and then I told him I needed to quit and start the business. Like it just couldn't not do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think from that point, maybe like six months in, because I was like, yeah, in six months, we'll be making a ton of money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, when I didn't make money, he lost a lot of respect for me. He didn't understand what we were doing. I, I asked him to help. I asked him to help be a CFO, yeah. help me with some money stuff. He never helped me. He couldn't get what I did. He wouldn't take the time to listen. And then it became contentious, right? And then the business became my whole identity as far as like everything else. Like I wasn't going to my job. I was working here in my desk. So it seems like I'm, you know, home, but I'm in my home office. I'm not going out somewhere. So it seems like I'm just sitting around eating bonbons all day because I'm not making any money. And it became like, it just, I just was trained not to even bring it up because I didn't feel good whenever I brought it up because his reaction was, Hey, are you making any money yet? No. What that, that was the value of what I brought yeah. to the table. And so I think that, you know, and it's not even just the business, but it's my personal expansion the whole time. Like the, my changes, everything that I've changed and discovered about myself, we just didn't discuss any of it. So it just became like he just stopped liking who I was and I get, became more of who I am. And it, this, this rift grew. And so I felt like this need to hide because I didn't like the judgment that I saw in his eyes. You know, I didn't like the feeling. But why can't you? Okay. So you guys hit a, you know, you hit a point and you decided to split and you're still in the house until you work that out. Why can't you be yourself in your house? When he's around, there's like, it's weird. It's like, it's like a feeling the energy. It feels uncomfortable. I feel his presence. I feel his judgment. I feel his, um, I don't, I don't know. I can't just get out of it in a way that I'm, I know how to get out of it. The only time I feel myself is when he's not around. I know that you don't want this to be an intuitive guided session because we have other things to talk about, but I want to continue <laughs> this further. So let's continue it later. But I, I, I'm having, I personally am having trouble understanding, you know, what, what it came from. You understand the why. You're doing something to get out of it. Why are you still allowing yourself to feel like a prisoner? I'm having trouble understanding that. I don't that. know if, yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily a conscious allowance of something. You know what I mean? Like I am, st I am, I am acting with integrity to who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not doing anything different to that. And it's, it's baby steps, right? Like I now do whatever I want. I buy a dishwasher, dry, a dish drying rack because I want to, and I need one as opposed to, you know, any complaints about it all the time. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just so imprinted on the energy here that I feel like the only thing I can do is get away from it because when I'm away from it, I feel really, really good. And I don't know how to, to do that physically, energetically. So I'm not like allowing it to happen. It's not a conscious choice to shut down. It's that I don't know that I don't have the tools to just be like, woo, and just like rock it out. When he's not in the house, I'm dancing with the kids and we're playing and we're having a good time and we're being all of us. And I'm still doing the things that I do. I just, fold in a little bit when he's around.
So if you have any tools or tips, Grand Pooba of Intuitive Guidance. I just don't know if now is the time. Like, is now, should we just, just go for it? And I just... mean, we're here now because some, maybe somebody else is going oh, through this too, you know, okay. these relationships. And and just to just to, 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 to put it into perspective, this is not just necessarily about marital relationships. This is about working with somebody that's uncomfortable, working with a boss that that you change energetically around. So this, this could be relative to everybody who's having a relationship where they feel they can't be all of themselves. So yeah. just want to throw that out there. I'm, I oh my go-to is always, there is no reason that we should have to adapt to others comfort level. And what happens is we get ourselves into these ruts where we do that. I know that I did that with Rob, Rob and I, if you read woo woo, Rob and I, we had, it was a little touch and go there for a little bit because we have a tendency, humans, I'm even going to go as far as say, especially women, especially women that are highly sensitive, but people in general tend to cater to the lowest common denominator because they want to keep peace. And a lot of that comes from the homes that we grew up in. So like, there's always like that one dysfunctional person that everybody tiptoes around. Oh, don't piss dad off. He had a long day. Right. Or the one sibling that's like all sorts of banged up and like, oh, that, that they're like either like a rehab or they got an eating disorder. Or they got some sort of issue. So everybody mm -hmm. caters to that. And what we do is we learn to keep the peace, to keep safe, to alleviate the chaos. We learn to do that. And I did that with Rob in the beginning of our relationship. Rob has anxiety, right? And Rob, his anxiety uh, brings him to anger. He's quick to anger. And I shouldn't say that in present tense because he's just, he's come so far. Like, we're always like, or schmoopy or schmoopy, but like, he's, he's not perfect. None of us are. And early on in our relationship, I would like cater to whatever his needs were. It was just easier. And what happened was just like you, Angela, as I began, began to expand and I began to bring in more people that were like-minded, what happened was, and, and I know people could relate to this, my energy started being outside of my home because I couldn't talk about the things I wanted to talk about with my husband. I couldn't let my freak flag fly. I couldn't do those things because it made him uncomfortable. Oh, why do you talk to me like that? And finally, <laughs> somewhere, I think it was around 2019. It was, I was in the gallery for a short period of time. I freaked out. I'm like, I, I was seeing what was happening. I wasn't, it wasn't anything about like an affair or anything inappropriate, like with men. It was like, I was really focusing on my friends that I could speak to. And like I said, I was in the gallery all the time. It was bringing my energy out of the home. And then finally, one day I just like snapped. Like, that's what I left him for that hour and a half. You know, I yep, snapped. Yep. But what I realized was I enabled him to build these walls around himself. I enabled him to go more and more into the safety of his limiting beliefs and closed mindedness and all that. And it made me unhappy and it made me start to outsource to get my needs met. That's how that's how marriages end or that's how affairs happen or that's how these things happen. <clears throat> so. What do you do? What are the tools? You know what I mean? Like, what do you do? Well, what I did as I finally stood my ground and was like, I cannot do it this way anymore. That's what you did. And it turned, and for, for me, it wound up, we, we grew together. For you, it wound up, you grow apart. But once mm -hmm. I did that, once I declared that, I no longer allowed myself, like now I'm out. Now I'm out. And it's hard to do because they're uncomfortable and we feel their discomfort. But mm -hmm. we have to make a choice. We have to make a choice. What's more important here? His comfort 
or mine. Now, my yes, comfort is, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, it, it sounds like, um, yes, and there has been a transition. There's a transition period. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just talked, we decided to do this like a month ago. Yep. You know what I mean? And there is definitely a sense of me just rediscovering my freedom and rediscovering myself. Mm-hmm. That's why I was so happy yesterday, right? So I am not the same person or nor around him that I was two months ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right now we're in a different place. So it's definitely a transition period. There's, yeah. there's a, there's a, there is a growth there and I'm just so aware of it. I think that's the, I think that's it. Like, I'm not like harping on how, how bad it is and how stuck I feel. I am aware of this where I wasn't before that yeah. this is, this is how I am around him. Yeah, You know what yeah. I mean? Like, this is what I do. And I am working on trying to be myself, protecting my energy and all that good stuff. There's nothing I could do with him as far as like standing my ground or whatever it might mm-hmm. be because it doesn't matter because no. I just need to get out of the house. Yeah, yeah no, it's completely different in that respect. Yeah. So I do feel like um, just having the awareness of it, it makes it sound like it's much more of a bigger problem than it is, but it's just because I'm so aware. That I get this that. is what happens when he walks in. Yeah, I get that. You know, the one thing that but you mentioned the tools, the one thing about that I find in my life with everything, but specifically in this circumstance with Rob, that's really helpful is communication. It's, it's, we people, I think have a tendency to just kind of be like, just let it be or whatever, but to like communicate, like, Hey, it makes me uncomfortable when, because now you have nothing to lose. Mm. You know what I mean? When, when I'm doing the such and such and you're in the kitchen, it, it makes me uncomfortable and you just keep communicating your needs. Either they choose to listen or the, the situation will, will, um, they'll become more uh, of a split in the situation. Like, so like anybody who's yeah. listening, you know what I mean? Like I would say to Rob at first, it was like the blowout. Now it's out there. Right. Then I would go to talk yeah. about something and like, now you're you, like, woohoo with your freak flag. <laughs> right. Right. And like you said, like with baby steps, like I didn't just go from like saying nothing to wahoo. Like I just did like a little piece at a time. I would like talk about things that I normally wouldn't talk about. I would have phone call. I would have phone conversations that he could hear me that normally I would have kept in private. And I just let him get used to it. But it was very clear. The writing was on the wall. This is what's happening now. And you make a choice, yeah. either you go with the flow or you find another flow, but I cannot keep this under wraps anymore because it's killing me and it's killing our relationship. Yes, 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 a hundred percent. And so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. As far as what happens last week, we talked about finding your purpose. Mm-hmm. How do you find your purpose? Listening and all that stuff. Then once you have, once you know what you want to do, I want to talk about what happens when it becomes too uncomfortable in your current situation. <laughs> so it's definitely, yeah. And I think, you know, cause I was, I was thinking about the book, you know, we're, we're this season, we're, we're kind of talking about my book, uniquely you update number 52, the birth of a bright eyed entrepreneur. Um, and that was a big transition for me because for the first like half of the book, right. I was still working and I was still doing my job and I was doing that at night and I was still just, And it wasn't like anything that was urgent and pressing, but there became a point when, you know, that September when our town had tragedies and we lost some kids and it was just, it was just rough and COVID and all this stuff. I just couldn't, 
be in my job anymore. I couldn't do it. It hurt to go to work. It hurt to be apart from my kids. It made it not worth being apart from my kids. Some people love the, their job yeah. and then it's okay because you know your kids are taken care of. And if you love wherever you're at, right, then it all is well. But I, I couldn't, all I wanted to do was be home and take care of my children and work on this business. And it was like, it was so uncomfortable. And you would be like, when are we going to talk about you quitting your job? And I'm like, I can't. I can't quit my job. <laughs> like I couldn't even imagine. Right. I couldn't even imagine. Um, so, so it is like relationships. It is like jobs. It is, it is whatever. But once you figure out your purpose is, and then all of a sudden it's really difficult. Like, our, like we have a friend. Yeah. I was who, just thinking, let's keep the names. I think. Yep. Yep. So we have a friend who has started to discover something else he wants to do. And now his current job is so uncomfortable. And we're like, just stick it out because you can't just be rash. You can't just like, you know, like flip a table and and quit your job and be irresponsible, especially if you have like a home and a, a partner and kids, whatever it might be. Like yeah. if you have responsibilities, you can't be irresponsible. That's just not going to help anybody. Yeah. But, um, but like you, like you quit your career. Like you became so uncomfortable where you were teaching. But I stayed a year. And, but you stayed a year. I gave, when I finally made the decision, I gave five or six weeks notice. I helped them try to find my replacement. You know, like you try to do the best that you can do. Um, but it became so bad for me. Like I was just like, oh, like every little thing irked me. Oh my God. <laughs> They had a hand scanner for a timestamp. So you had to scan your hand, your palm print or whatever the heck it was. And they had a sheet by the door that was out. And if you were like five minutes after scan time or time, clock in time, you had to write the reason why you were there. And I'm like, this is invasion of privacy. Like I was making a stink <laughs> over the dumbest things because I was just so irked by everything. So, um, you know, what would be what you helped me through that? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you were mm -hmm. a part of my life at that point, you know. I, I paid for one intuitive guidance session and got, you know, 560 for free. <laughs> <laughs> but what would be, what would be like, like our friend who, who is in this like yeah, transition period, yeah. what is, what is your advice to somebody like that? Who just like, you know, just like, Oh, I think that, um, the, the, the end game for any of us in any situation is to be able to have peace regardless of your circumstances, right? If we could figure yeah. out how to have peace within ourselves, regardless of our circumstances, oh, then we've, we, we found the answer, right? So when I, I've seen it with so many people, I've experienced it, you've experienced it, that we kind of accept less than what is in our, 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 pure soul's purpose, you know, joy, love and all that, every, what's going to make us be fulfilled as a human being. And then when we get a peak of what's outside of that, it's like, I can no longer be here ever, ever, ever again. And we get like this, right? Yeah. It's really, really, really hard to do. And we start hating our coworkers and hating the circumstance and hating the drive and hating all of these things. Hating for me, it was like the clothing, like, cause I had to wear like a certain type of clothing to work every day. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna dress like this, right? So we get like that. But if we could, again, what can I do in this moment? It's, it always goes back to 10 rats. What can I do in this moment? What can I do to be able to be in work another day without pulling out my eyelashes? You know, I say without throwing, throwing up in my mouth every day on the way to work. It could be as simple yeah. as knowing I'm not stuck. 
shift. I am not stuck. I am not a prisoner of my circumstance. I am not forced to be here. I'm making a choice to be here because I see the greater good. I know the big picture and I know me doing the things that I have to do in order to do what I want to do because I am a responsible adult and I do understand that there's consequences for my action, both positive and negative, then I, I'm, then I'm going to do that. And I think that's just one thing, but I think really reframing the way we look at it. I, I remember, I can't believe I have to come here every day. I didn't have to do shit. I could have walked out at any moment. There was no shackles to me. Yes. But I, yes. A shift, a shift in mindset is Everything. 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 I knew. Everything. I knew I have to stay because my integrity requires me to fulfill that promise. I knew I, and I wasn't graceful about it at all. I was fucking miserable and I made sure everybody knew about it. All of this wisdom <laughs> is in hindsight, dude. I'm not that smart. I was a mess. <laughs> I was like, fuck you, fuck you. I was a mess when I walked in that. To the point my principal was like, you know, where people are saying that, you know, you're a little bit toxic in the environment. Would you want to leave earlier? You know, because I was going to stay the year. I'm like, yes, where have you been? I hate you too. Like, like, so, so remember, all of this wisdom is, is hindsight. But, yeah. but, but, take, but take what I've learned. Look <laughs> at what I've learned in real time. It, oh my God, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. But if you could just go, listen, I'm making a choice to be here. I know that guy's an idiot. I know this job isn't for me. I know that this is aligned with a previous version of myself before I truly understood how awesome I am and all these wonderful things I could bring to the world. I know that. So I'm walking in here every day empowered in amusement because you're giving me money to make my plan to get out of here. Oh, so-and-so's being an idiot again. Oh, oh. you know what I mean? Like it's one of those ridiculous. And you just kind of like do that. So that would be first and foremost, my greatest piece of advice that I wish I had taken myself. Oh my God. It's so good. It's so good. And, and when you knew you were leaving, like as like the, the year was rounding out, cause you, but you had like a solid September to June. Yeah. 7th, yeah. We'll right? say August yeah. to May. I'm in Florida, but yes. Okay. August to May. Yeah. yeah. So that was, so as like May rolled around and you had like those four or five weeks left. So for me, <laughs> I'm just curious if they had the same experience. Yeah. Okay. So I, Right. You and I, you and I started, like, I started the business in January, 2021 was really when I started working, working on it, you know, like after you and I talked and whatever. And then we did the beta workshop and all this stuff was happening in the background, yeah. whatever. Uh, I bought the house. We closed October 8th, mm -hmm. 2021. I, I gave my notice October, like tw two weeks after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like we moved in, the mortgage was secure, all was done. And then I gave my notice. So the minute I gave my notice, I was like walking on sunshine. I was like hand bringing donuts for the office. I was like, hey guys, they were moving. They were moving. So, so it was actually, um, it, was, it was like the tail end of COVID. So most of the people were back at the office, but I would be like, I can't come in today. I'm going to work virtually. <laughs> you know, that was the best, best. But like, I was like, I'll come in and pack my desk for the next person. And I was like organizing. Like, I was so gleeful to be there because I was so excited for what was next. Yes. And 
And then all of a sudden it was like the, the, how bad do you want it stuff started to come, yep. come in. Yep. So, I'm, so I was helping them move from one facility to a brand new office. I would have had this huge office with these gorgeous windows and it was just like so nice. And I had a good job. Like it wasn't a bad job. They didn't mm -hmm. treat me badly. It was, it was just, I just couldn't. And I remember being like, and they were like, are you sure this could be your office? Like how, how much do we give you to stay? You know, like they started to throw those things at me because my, myself shifted from being like oh this job to i'm good see you later folks right. i'm out of here <laughs> i don't know if your end was the same way like when you saw the light at the end of the tunnel kind of yeah yeah you know what we, we, we did resonate with me is you know the how bad do you want it stuff because i was in that school for 16 years and in the last God, out of in the first 16 years, probably the last 10, they were always talking about building a new facility. Like our facility wasn't that great. Like I was like, I had to share a bathroom like with the students. You know what I mean? Like I'm peeing and they're like, Miss Arnano, when's our quiz? And I'm like, oh, why did we do something? <laughs> you know? So there was all about this new facility, this big, huge, gorgeous building, and, and everybody was going to visit it. And I left the like I left in June that they were starting school there in August so there was those things like this is what would have been your office and That's this was so funny that we both had the same experience uh, oh is it is it funny I, I know I know I know for those if you haven't been watching everything I say about Dana to the fact that like we both had an orange couch when we had our independence like, oh my god orange couches to the point that when Angela got promoted she, they were called what were they calling you the dean of the no the queen oh, of no, awesome. I had a different job. I was queen of awesome. Queen yeah. of awesome. And when I got promoted to my job, we're, we're talking about people who didn't speak for 20 years, you know? And <laughs> when they promoted me to my job, they're like, well, what do you want to be called? And I'm like, the dean of awesomeness. And it stuck. I mean, I had another I legit. So uh, I had a plaque. She's like, I had a plaque. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I remember my, my I was I was working for Scott Cooper. It was a small little agency. Um, he's since retired, and he was great. And he was like, you know, I was a creative director, and he's like, well, what do you want your title? I'm like, Queen of Awesome. He's like, done. I'm like, done. And it's on my business card. And <laughs> yep, so we're, yep, we're yep. Like. Oh my god, I almost <laughs> even had a parking space with a with a sign because my the my head of school at the time. This was before the second guy came in i mean i really was his, his golden child like he just like i could do no wrong and yeah. i knew that so i pushed it you know but he was going to get a parking spot for me <laughs> with the deed of awesome design and the they whoever they were at the time were like mm, no you, you, you're, you're causing problems so oh so close but anyway back to those last four weeks i had the calendar in my office and the, the big red x's on it every day and I'd be like, D -d 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 oh my God, the way I was wearing slippers to school every day, like with fur around them. You know what I mean? I was like, I have rheumatoid arthritis. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah. So my, my mood definitely changed as we got, as the calendar turned to the month I was leaving and I got to see those X's, my mood was far improved for sure. But let me just make that point because we're prisoners of our mind. That's all we're prisoners of. We're prisoners of our mind. If I went on Tuesday and it wasn't in that last month I was going to be there, and then the next day was Wednesday and was in that month, nothing changed. I'm still there. My mindset changed. Yeah. We're prisoners of our yeah. own mind. And if we could, like I had mentioned earlier, go to work and be like, this is temporary. I'm choosing this. I could quit this job and go flip burgers until things, but I'm choosing to be here for this reason, this reason, this reason. Find the gratitude. Thank you. I mean, I was able to save in that year that I was there 30 grand. 
And I put it away so I did not have to tap Rob on the shoulder every time I wanted to buy eye drops. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I understood that that's what I was doing. So it's all in the mind, man. It's all in the mind. It's amazing. It's amazing that it's all in the mind. Everything is a choice. Everything is a choice. Yeah. You can wake up and have a bad day. You can wake up and have whatever. You can be in a bad relationship. Your choice is to stay. Your choice is to choose yourself, to choose, you know, happiness, to choose contentment. Um, <clears throat> you know, yesterday we were talking before about how I, you know, my energy shifts and change. And now that I have an awareness about it, it's my choice to either stay in it and be like, I'm in this house. Err. Yeah. And that's kind or of the point I like, was trying to make. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, or I could be like, okay, I, I'm feeling this way. Let me restart the day. You know, there's a saying in AA, it's like, you can start your day over at any moment. So let me restart the day. This day is not shot because I woke up grumpy, yeah. you know? Yep. So I'm going to do what I need to ground myself, which involves a lot of coffee. <laughs> that helps a lot in the morning and, and talking to you and, you know, getting my intuitive guidance punches in the twiz. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I love so much. Thank you so much. I'm so lucky that I'm like your best friend. It's like so much fun. Oh my God. You know, I'm so lucky to be appreciated because <laughs> that's kind of like the thing I've been going through. The fact that you, you line it up, you put it right in front of me and you're like, punch me right here. I'm like, okay. I mean, it's like my favorite thing to do. So thank you. <laughs> I love punching you. I love punching you in the twat so much. <laughs> hey, can I share? Um, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to talk about your shirt, but we'll do that at the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to share something that the whole idea about shifting our mindset that I saw. Somebody sent me a reel right before I got on with you. And it it just it just touched me. And I just, I want to touch you. There was a, a guy, oh, from, a guy from somewhere in Africa who has never seen snow, evidently was visiting somebody in Canada. And it was a picture, it was a video of him outside with his friend. And, and the snow was starting to like layer on like the, what on the railing. And he, and it was coming down and he was, oh, and he was like a child, grown man, like a child. And he was like, oh, it's so beautiful. And he's touching, oh my God. And I'm, oh. I don't know why this happens. Oh, well, chills. That's so sweet. And I'm watching this, and it's such a reminder. It's such a reminder to appreciate what we take for granted. To appreciate. I, I had a story a long time ago. Let's just say it ended with, oh, my God, he had no legs. <laughs> That's the punchline <laughs> of the story. And I remember walking away from that experience going, oh, my God, I have, I have both my legs. Like we are so conditioned and wired to focus on what isn't working for us and what we don't like. We miss all the beauty around us to see this grown man. I left the snow intentionally because it sucks and it's cold. And it, and this guy was like a child. If we could remind ourselves of that childlike innocence and, and with everything around us, every once in a while, this is, this is insanity coming out of my mouth, but whatever. Every once in a while, like I'll walk around and pretend. Pretend what? I don't want to say. <laughs> every 
once in a while. I'll pretend like I'm an alien. I'm like, okay, pretend like you're at this planet for the first time and look around. You pretend? (laughs) (laughs) Or you embody your trueness. I pretend. But I pretend and I look around and I did that yesterday. That's when I saw that that river otter. I was in that space of look at the clouds. Like, what if I had never seen clouds before? look at them and the trees and I'm walking by and I'm like touching the foliage and I'm like really like in that moment. And then I had this river otter experience where it saw me seeing it. Like I had this yeah. moment with this, with this animal and we, if we could try try to practice that just people say just be, but really practice trying to get rid of the veil of, um, of uh, uh, cynicism. And just really mm-hmm. see what's around us and see the snow like it's the first time, uh, like through the eyes of a child, you would be surprised at how much easier it would be to go to work. And there it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And it's so true. Like even yesterday, like in my glory, right? I was just like having such a good time at this cool restaurant in New York. And um it started like big chunks of snow started flowing. I'm like, Oh my God, could this day get any better? <laughs> like that was the moment. I'm like, and there's snow. And there's snow. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yeah. snow is like, is it, there's something about it. It's why I love living in New York. It's why I'm so sorry. I can never neighbor you in Florida. Yeah. I just missed no, I it. Tampa when we were there, forget it. Christmas, no snow, but it's true. It's the, it's the magical moments and the, and the gratitude. And the gratitude for them. Mindset, totally. mindset shift, mindset yeah. shift. So if anybody is at that, that, that point where you've kind of like figured out your purpose, but you're still, you have no idea. Don't worry about how it's going to happen. Don't worry about the how. And just know in your mind that if that's where your heart is, that's what's going to, it'll get there. You're going to take the steps to get there. Yeah. We're going to talk about like the next, maybe next week we'll talk about the the small steps you take. Maybe I, I change I change my mind every time. So I, I that, that's how it should that. be. It should be. Even yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no, uh, there's no, no real, real uh, agenda here. So, um, but you know, it is about if you know you want to be somewhere else and you're in a current situation, find the joy, find the moments, find the appreciation. I had a hard time, and it's it's, it's a process. It's not like something that's like a light switch, but like like our house, right? I love this house. This house and my family was my goal five years ago. 10 years ago, like this was my dream and I'm living it. And now I had to let go of my dream because I will get a different house that will be better. It'll be mine. It'll be something like whatever it might be, you know? Well, your dream expands and that's the thing. Like that, that's what we have to wrap our brains around. You're like, if I'm letting go of this, I'm letting go of my dream. No, you have this, you, you, you have your dream. And now what do you want? You want freedom. You want the ability to be authentic. These are really big deals that I take for granted when you say that you don't feel free to be authentic. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So now you're just taking your dream and you're expanding it. That's all you're doing. Yes. Yes. And this house is going to help fund. It's going to foot the bill. Like, there, it's going to foot the bill. Good. So it it still is like it's still it's a it, they're oh, I'm all chills it it is absolutely there's nothing wasted nothing bad nothing like everything happens in its time and it happens when we're ready so if your purpose is over here and it feels very far away and you're very uncomfortable here when you're ready the steps will reveal themselves so we can talk about that next yeah for sure um. So, um, I just want to talk about Dana's shirt because I thought it was legalized pot, no. but it is not. 
It's legalized marinara. <laughs> legalized <Italian>. marinara. <laughs> it's got a tomato on it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a pot leaf. Yeah. Um, and I am sporting my, uh, the reason why I was meeting my friend Jeff yesterday for, cause we were going to watch the Bills playoff game, but then it got, there was a blizzard yesterday in Buffalo. So I borrowed this shirt from Ben. So shout out to Maddie's friend, Ben, uh, for lending me the shirt. Cause we're all going to hang out and watch the game tonight together. I'll put nice. the fire on and everything. It's going to be awesome in my awesome house that I love <laughs> so much. And I'm so happy. So all good things. All right, Danny. How are we going to close this bitch out? You know, every once in a while, you don't call me Danny all the time, but I did have a friend um, in elementary school, one of my oldest, closest friends, Vanessa De Benedetto, and uh, and she would call me Danny from time to time. So every time you say it, I'm like, oh, here you go. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, you ready? For those of you who ready. are new, uh, we never know how to say goodbye. So we've created a sign-off wheel with um, eight individual ridiculous sign-offs. So one of them, just so you know, <laughs> is dropped call. If dropped call comes up, Angela's just pressing the button. So Angela, anything you want to say just in case drop call comes up? No, only that I might not be able to see your video has been a little funky for me so this I'll time. Call it so out. I might not be able to read it. Call, call it out. out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Call Here it out. Go. That seems to be my strength. I just call it out. <laughs> I wonder why nobody wants exactly. to be around me. I just call it out. <laughs> just keep it real. Okay. Oh shit. Wait, wait. Oh my god. Oh my god. Man down. Man down. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What's going on over there? <laughs> Hope you enjoyed our show. If not, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck yourself. We're out. <laughs> I feel so dirty saying that. I feel terrible. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> dirty girl. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Everyone has a story. I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. As I see it, you have three choices. Allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you, or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. You have the power. You choose. Rewrite your story on finduniquelyyou.com.